I'm the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. <laughs> Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey, welcome everyone to I'm, Pardon the Intermission. I am Eric. And I'm Jason, who rudely cut off Eric. How are <laughs> well, all you know of what? you today? I, hey, I, no, 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 man, don't worry about it. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where we're looking at each other, it's like, uh, and then you, I do that dramatic pause. That's what right. it was. Is and then you're was? like, and I think so, and then you're like taking the cue, oh, it's my turn. And then, but okay. it was a dramatic pause, so it was my fault. Okay, it was my fault. Yeah, okay, because yeah. I'll be damned if I'll we're going to go off script here. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not using a script. I'll, I'll have to stop this dramatic pause. You know, no, it's no, like, no, no, no. I'm it doing up. a Shatner. It's kind of like you know, welcome to Button the Intermission. Right, that's good. Oh yeah. yeah. So you good. know, but but that throws you off, right? You, I can't do that, you know, because it's going to throw you off. That's right? called the Shatner effect. That happens. On <laughs> you, I like you know? that the Shatner effect. The Shatner effect. You just yes. yeah, you just coined a new one. That's a new one for us. I awesome, like it. awesome. Hey, um, we're going to talk about a lot of uh, fun stuff this show. Um, yeah. Um, some news. Uh, get into some. Uh, mm-hmm. Get into some stuff here. First yeah. though, I wanted to do uh, kind of a callback here uh, yeah. to a few shows ago. I want to do a quick review of Night Court. You know. We talked about that they're going to yes. uh, redo Night Court. Well, they have redone Night Court. Yes, that's right. And uh, I did watch it. I, 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 I will say this. I watched the free episode. I, I did not. Thank you for clarifying. I did not sign up for, what was it, Peacock? I think uh, It's Peacock. Yeah, yeah, Peacock. I did not sign up for the uh, the uh, streaming service, but I did, I did watch the, okay. the free one. Okay, good. So I will say I enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, okay. All right. I, I, I think they had a lot of good callbacks. Uh, if if anybody has known Night Court and you know the character, now we we talked about it before. Dan Fielding, one of the characters from the original, is in the new one. Correct. And I like how they brought him in. He wasn't originally in the in the courthouse, but they mm-hmm. kind of bring him back in, lure him back in. Right. And uh, his character is like a completely different character now. Really. Yeah. And and you can kind of tell he's changed, and that's very intriguing. I kind of almost want to sign up now. Just huh. to kind of see how that plays out. Okay, um, okay, so if I understand you correctly, then what you're saying is he is no longer a misogynistic, sexist, have every woman sleep with him type of character. Then. Yes, yes, oh. it's re- very interesting. He's still he's still that kind of uh, uh, oh, what would you call his attitude? You know, he's very uh, uh, quick witted, very uh, very quick witted, uh, dry, very very suave, very self centered. He still has that kind of self centered okay, right. kind of attitude. Okay, but yeah, you could tell. You know, he made even reference that you know somewhere you know that he loved, he had a love. And he lost uh, her, and that's really affecting him. But he's got totally it. changed. He's really like more low key, a low key guy now. Interesting. You know? Okay. But he still kind of got the the core Dan the core feel, feel to him. Okay, you know? good. So yeah. so the so the sleep with me ladies of the world Dan Fielding is still in there somewhere. Well, I don't think that's in there, but I think just the core of you know how Dan the way Dan Fielding played it. You know, got it right. But you know he's still kind of that guy that uh, there's a heart of gold underneath there. You know, after you okay. kind of dust everything off. So right. anyway, uh, the review. Yes, I mean the characters are new, <clears throat> okay. and like we said, it's the first. Uh, the one I watched the first episode. It's going to take a while for them to kind of gel. I think. Yeah. And get it going. But I think they did do a good job. They okay. they kind of played. They had a lot of references to the old show. You oh, know good, the characters. There, there was a, there was a few uh, Easter eggs in there. Oh, uh, good, reference good. that. Yeah, it was very nice little tributes and stuff. Um, 
I don't think um, it's not like his the 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 girl's playing the daughter of the judge, you know, mm-hmm. Harry Stone. Right. Um, I don't think she's going to do magic or anything. So it sounds like she's kind of a little bit different. So it's not like they're just trying to recreate the same characters, but with new people. You or know what listen I mean? to Mel Torme records. Or listen to Mel Torme. It's funny they did. She did pull out there. It was like a box of her dad's stuff. She said oh, she no. found in the basement, and she pulled yeah. out the armadillo. Do you remember the armadillo? Like there's it was armadillo. On his desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's so right. She did pull it out. I see something by references the little easter eggs nice so i'm gonna say that yes for people who love the uh, original show and i did and i found it was it was entertaining and i i was laughing not maybe out loud but i mean you know not like you know yuck 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 it up oh i couldn't you know sit in my seat i was laughing so hard but but it did entertain me and uh and i found it very humorous i may i may sign up for peacock don't just, say, man. You know you're going to. <laughs> you know you've been cajoled. I kinda, into they they kind of roped it. me in. I kind of want to see where this goes. You know what? It gave me hope for sitcoms because it seems like a lot mm-hmm. of times these sitcoms have become stale. Yeah. Now maybe it's because my generation and I'm used to a certain type of humor, you know, comedy from yeah. that era. Yeah. Well, you but, and I both. Yeah. Yeah. And but I think they're they're kind of look like they've loosened it up, and, they, oh, and good, I think good. they 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 may, may be on the right track for me at least. Yeah. Uh, for what I like. Okay. So yeah, it, it did appeal to me so i think they did a pretty good job awesome that's good well now i think you probably have encouraged me to maybe not only watch the first episode because i i mean i've been so flooded with work the last week it's just been insanely ridiculous Mm. so i haven't had much of a chance to watch any uh tv or stream any entertainment but now okay you've lit a fire under me i'll watch that first episode (laughs) but i am not going to be cajoled into paying 4.99 for peacock premium well i'll tell you what uh, maybe uh maybe we'll have to go in halves on it okay maybe 250 each and we'll, one of our houses will have it. So, you know, I don't know whether you want it or I want it. And then you can just come over here. I'll go over there and watch it. I have a clever idea. What's that? Password. Will Peacock let us do that? or The algorithm will catch on eventually. So we'll get caught. We'll get snuffed out. But I like your idea of going half and half there. That's good. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, save a couple of bucks. Sure, know? why the hell not? Yeah, but we'll have to be in the same house. To We may just have to move in, you know what I mean? It's like our families are just going to have to... We have to get one big house and just everybody live there so we can... So, I'm actually I'm down. Well, with no, that. I mean with the price of the streaming services. That way, you know, yeah. like you know, uh, your family could pay for half my family, and we can have all the streaming services. I love it. Problem yeah. solved. In the old days, they just called that cable. You know, right. <laughs> wow. Hello. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. Okay. Hey. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, Night Court. Uh, yeah. Thumbs up. Uh, moving yeah. on here. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, Variety. Uh, did you see the story about uh, Toby Maguire? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of talked about how he uh, was uh, was excited to yeah. do Spider Man to reprise his role as Spider Man yes. in uh, No Way Home. Uh-huh. I thought this was interesting, and it also yes. kind of uh, made reference to the fact that he is. I, I think I got the impression. I don't know. You read the article too. I, I yeah. I got the impression that he's he's not. Um, he might not say no to okay. a sp- another Spider-Man film with him in it. Right? Did you get that impression too that he might be able to? He might. He might uh, be talked into recalling uh, that character again, playing that character again. Yeah, I got the same impression. I the impression, the direct impression I got from him is that he hasn't. He's kind of like um, Michael Keaton with Batman. Okay, he never. Um, he didn't fully embrace the role until later, mm. but it hasn't been until recent where he was just willing to admit, okay. 
Um, yeah, I kind of like this. And yeah, I kind of want to do it again now. Just, I mean, hindsight being 2020, he several years ago, he never did shelve the idea of not liking uh Spider-Man not being disappointed with portraying the character, but he he didn't exactly give a ringing endorsement to con- consistently playing the character in a number of films that are yeah. recurring. You know, and pro- one of there were a number of reasons why he didn't want to do it. I guess one of the big reasons was that he got seriously injured. Yeah, making yeah, I uh, remember that the second or third film he suffered a lot of back injuries. I think it was the third one because it was like they were having problems finishing it. I think. Yeah, and he was also shooting the movie Sea Biscuit. Um, mm. he was shooting the sea uh, the movie Sea Biscuit. Uh, simultaneously while he was doing uh, the second Spider-Man film. And so he either okay. got injured on the set of Seabiscuit and exacerbated the injury doing Spider-Man, or it was flip-flopped and it was the other way around. But the okay. point being is that while he never fully embraced coming back for the role, he didn't exactly shoot it off either. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear this. But yeah, I got that same well, impression that he, he he's more open to doing it now, especially since he uh, appeared in uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Or not Far From Home, but... No uh, Way Home. No Way Home, yes. Well, that was... I'll tell you, that was genius. I mean, what they did yep. in that movie, you know, to be able to incorporate all three of those right. guys, right. it made me... I mean, we talked about that in, in a previous podcast, but it yep. made me kind of... Uh, fall back in love with uh, with with those with the older Spider-Man movies again with the character and even Andrew yeah. Garfield's uh, portrayal. At first, I didn't like it, yeah, you know, originally. But when I went back after I watched No Way Home and rewatched his, the was it was his the Amazing Spider-Man? Andrew Garfield's were the Amazing Spider-Man. The yes. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I was like, man, these are really good. I mean, I I mm-hmm. for some reason I don't I don't know if I just wasn't receptive because I was so Tobey Maguire at that point, right? Right. You know, um, but but yeah, I, those were really yeah. good. And and uh, to me, I, I got to say, I think he might be my favorite now. Before it was Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. but I think Andrew Garfield might be my favorite Spider-Man. Oh, that's right fine. <laughs> That's fine. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just fine. saying. I'm just saying. The, the way he portrayed in there, he was the funniest. I think he was the yeah. most likable Spider-Man in, in that movie, to be honest. Well, you know, what's interesting about Spider-Man, Eric, is that, you know, like any comic book character, the, the character has gone through different iterations and different uh, tellings throughout the decades. Yeah. And especially with the comic book lines, I mean, it started off with just Spider-Man. He first appeared in Amazing Tales in Marvel comic books. But then when he had his own standalone comics, there was regular Spider-Man. But then you had Amazing Spider-Man comic books, then you had the Web of Spider-Man, mm. and then you had the Miles Morales Spider-Man comic books a little bit later when we hit the turn of the uh, 21st century. So there's been about four or five different versions of Spider-Man over the years. Okay, And so the Tobey Maguire version was meant to be more closer to the original Spider-Man that we all know, that mm. we grew up with, the original Peter Parker stories. And then yeah. Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man was supposed to be a little bit more eccentric than the original Peter Parker one because that is based off a looser version of the comics of The Amazing Spider-Man. And then just like Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man... Oh, shut up, phone. Just like <laughs> Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man is supposed to be a little bit more aligned with some of the later comics of Spider-Man as well. Uh, interesting. Yeah, so um, it, it's um, it's just one of those things where, again, it's the character is meant to fit different types of generations. Mm, and mm. so that's why you have, why I think everyone has their own favorite. You like Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire is still my favorite. I Well, yeah, I mean, and I am, I mean, ultimately I would say yes, I'm a Tobey Maguire because I, I just, <clears throat> I did love that. But in, in, in when they had, we're all three together. I mean, I think Andrew uh, knocked it out of the park, really. I, I would have to agree with that. I think yeah. Andrew kind of, um, 
he put a better taste in people's bitter mouths after what was the Amazing Spider-Man Two because that movie, mm-hmm. while it grossed a lot of money, uh, people stop texting my phone when you're listening to this. <laughs> um, you know, it it put a bitter taste in a lot of Spider-Man's fans' mouths mm. with the second Amazing Spider-Man. So. And I think that was kind of redemption for him, maybe, in a way. Okay. And Andrew Garfield, subsequently, interesting that we read about this Tobey Maguire article, because subsequently, yeah. Andrew Garfield has come out and said, look, I would love to reprise Spider-Man as well. Yeah, well, and I thought there were actually, you know? actually, I thought there was uh, uh, something in the works where they were going to do one with him. Because there was supposed to be a third movie, right? There was never a third movie. Okay, well, so, okay, yes yes to that, but also um, going back to Tobey Maguire, for those who don't know, there was there was a fourth Spider-Man movie in the works with him and Sam Raimi. And what happened with that... Wait, you're talking about Andrew Garfield? Or? No, not Andrew Garfield, with Tobey Maguire. Oh, Tobey Maguire. I'm talking about Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. About- okay, yeah, I was... okay. I was alluding to Tobey Maguire. Oh, no, no. I, I, what I was saying originally was that yeah. I thought um, after this No Way Home, I for some yes. reason I thought I had heard that um, Andrew Garfield was that there was mm-hmm. some talk that they may do, they may go back and, and do that. There, was there only two with him? There was only two with him, yes. And there was supposed to be a third, and I think it, for whatever reason, that one never got made. And that's the one I'm talking about. That okay, got you. Yes. Yeah. Now, the reason why that third one never got made is because that happened right in the middle of, um, of Marvel Studios purchasing the rights from Sony okay. uh, for Spider-Man. And they got involved in that really, it wasn't a nasty tug of war, but it just it was a very long legal process for Marvel to finally purchase the rights to Spider-Man. And so the production of that third film with Andrew Garfield got hung out there in production limbo. Okay. It never got it never even got off the pre-production phase from what I heard. Mm. And so that one once Marvel grabbed uh, the rights to Spider-Man and both Marvel, Columbia Pictures, and Sony came to a mutual agreement as to how it was going to be distributed, by whom, and by whom was going to produce it, stuff like that. Then they finally said, okay, let's just go back and then reboot the character again. Let's let's just shelve it. Let's just go and reboot it again and have it fit a different generation. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, There was was supposed to be a third one with him, and so it was kind of like a redemption where there was talk that they might go back and look at doing a third. Because now they saw how much money that these guys made. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, let's let's, let's get a little more money out of the McGuire (laughs) and and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans before, you know. But but anyway, so I heard that they may do that with... With Andrew Garfield, but I haven't heard much more, so I don't know if that's the case. But going yeah. on to what you're saying, and this article does state that, and see, yeah. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Let me before you go on um, and, yeah, and tell the story. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. See, I thought originally I was under the impression that Toby Maguire that there was problems between Toby Maguire and mm-hmm. the studio, or because of him being injured so much that they finally said, "Let's not do any more with him." Sure, yeah. but. What you were talking about, alluding to there, was you were saying that between Sam Raimi and... Go ahead and finish. Yeah, okay. So what happened is Spider-Man 3 was obviously a huge, huge... And this is a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. So Tobey Maguire played Spider-Man in three films. Obviously, the first, second, and the third one. The third one was a huge, uh, a huge success for the studio at the box office, but it bombed with the critics. Mm-hmm. It's on a scale of one to ten, it's about a five. The story, the the romance in the story between Peter and Mary Jane is really muddled, and of course, the movie features um, Venom as one of the main antagonists, one of the main villains, 
And then the character who was supposed to be Hobgoblin, but they ridiculously named the Night Surfer, played by James Franco's character, Harry Osborn. And then they also threw did in... Did they call him the Night Surfer? I the don't Night remember Surfer, that. yes, oh they did. Oh, my gosh. Then he's never mentioned by name in the movie, but at any rate, oh, okay. he was called the Night Surfer. Oh, gotcha, okay. And then they had uh, a third villain uh, in there as well, the Sandman, yeah. okay, who was a popular, That's right, yeah. a popular character in the comics. Well, that was so, played by, the Sandman was played by... Thomas uh, Hayden Church. Yeah, Thomas Hayden yeah. Church, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, so because the movie really got lambasted by the critics, um, Sam Raimi told, told us, basically, he got muscle. He didn't want to have Spider-Man 3 turn out the way it did. Mm-hmm. He, wanted to fe- he didn't want to feature Venom as one of the main villains. He wanted to feature the Lizard, and he wanted to feature Sandman as the two main villains in the third film. Okay. But Sony Studios caved in to the 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 geek fanboys like you and I, Eric, and because the fans wanted to see Venom in the movie. They had to have mm. Venom, had to have Venom, we need to have Venom in the movie. So the studio caved in and said, You're gonna put Venom in this film, whether you like it or not. And so Sam Raimi went back and forth with them over a lot of lot of soirees and a lot of uh, very uh, self-consternating discussions about, hey, I don't want this. Do you guys want this? Uh, anyway, long story told short, as I was getting there, um, Sam Raimi agreed to make the third film the way it was made. He didn't like it, but he wanted to come back and do the fourth film. And after having all of the production problems that he had with the third film, the story problems with the third film, he felt like the studio muscled him into telling their story, not mm, his. Okay, yeah. He would not agree to come back and do a fourth film oh, okay. that he was contractually obligated to do. And then Toby. Oh, Ma- really? Yes. And then Toby McGuire came out and said, "Well, look, if Sam's not going to do it, then I'm not going to do then it. Then I'm not going to do oh, it." Oh, gotcha. And then okay, when, I see. And then Kirsten Dunst came out because she was <laughs> because the actors and the director, the three, the two main actors, the principals. And then the director were contractually obligated for three films with an option for a fourth. Okay. Okay. When all that fell apart, Sam Raimi said, I'm not doing it. And Toby said, well, hey, if Sam's not doing it, I'm not doing it. Kirsten Dunst said, well, then if they're not doing it, I'm not doing it. And so Mm. that's how the fourth film never happened is basically because a studio, the studios caved into the fans, put a character in there that made really no sense to be in the storyline to begin with. They mm. could have held off on Venom much later on down the road. Even though he was a popular character in the comic books, yeah. you didn't need to put him in that third film. Yeah, And so, so now, how this ties in with Andrew Garfield is, not only are we possibly hearing about Andrew Garfield appearing in another Amazing Spider-Man movie, but now Tobey Maguire could come back for a fourth film. At least he's openly admitted to yeah. wanting to come back, and he'd be willing to play that. It would. I think that would be a very interesting film because you're talking about about an older Spider-Man, and yes. you know that's really yes. that that's one aspect of this. Maybe you know in the comics is one thing, but yes. not in uh, not in film. Yeah, I think absolutely. that would be a very interesting an older Spider-Man mm-hmm. would be very interesting and an older uh, uh, Mary Jane, right? Yeah, well, and, and actually, if she would come back, I don't even know if they'd put her in, but uh, well, it, and then see, that's that's real interesting because uh, I'm interesting you say that because um, it would it would make me wonder if looking at Kirsten Dunn's career and the way it's gone, she's mm-hmm. had an award, uh, really a, a great career since Spider-Man, and so it makes me wonder if she would even be willing. Uh, to kind of come back and revisit this franchise just based on some of the other projects that she's done because she was more outspoken about not wanting to come back and be Mary Jane Mm. even just because just just because she's I think just done with it maybe she felt like she was going to be stereotyped or whatever mm. and even though she was willing to come back and do a fourth film with toby and sam 
again, she wasn't too enthused about doing it. You see, it's it's so, funny though. I I think time has 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 a a, oh, a way of working with these actors and, and the characters they played because you know, like you're talking about, you know, when you're young and you're playing yeah. this film after film and you just get burned <clears throat> out. I'm sure Tobey Maguire was just burned out. He's oh, tired yeah. of being Spider Man. I'm yeah. gonna be Spider Man for the rest of my life. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Now that he's at all this time that goes by, mm-hmm. you, you reflect on it a little bit differently. Yeah. You do make a movie and and he did make the movie and he sees the reaction <laughs> of of the fans. I mean. They yeah. just loved it. They could. I mean, it was. I mean, it was amazing, right? I cheered in the theater. Oh, when I saw uh, yeah, it. we were cheering and yep. laughing and crying, and it, mm-hmm. it it really, you know, they really did that film well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, when you see that now, and you're you're getting older, and maybe you know, and your career's on the other side now, you right. know. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, maybe maybe I was a little harsh on myself or maybe the fans or the right. character or whatever. But, you know, you're thinking about things a little differently. So yeah. what my point is, I think maybe Kirsten Dunst could be in that too. You know, she could be like, you know what, I, I kind of did, you know, the fans loved it. I really started, hopefully, you know, she would see that in a different light. I think that would be a great, if they did it right, yeah. bring Sam Raimi back. If they did it right. They could do that movie, that for Spider Man, and yeah. and really, I mean, really make that thing sing. You know what I mean? That thing would yep. just be amazing. Well, and then you know, getting back to the Andrew Garfield third Spider Man film, if I remember right, Shailene Woodley was already cast to play Mary Jane mm. in that movie. And for those who don't know, in case you're curious, why Gwen Stacy was featured in the Amazing Spider Man and not Mary Jane is because in the comic books. Gwen Stacy is actually Peter Parker's first love, not Mary Jane. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know that because I wasn't into the comic yes. books either. So. so yeah, Gwen Stacy was the first love of Peter Parker in the comic okay. books. And Gwen Stacy's character in the comics was killed off by the Green Goblin. Mm. And so Mary Jane entered in the fray, and that's why everyone commonly associates Mary Jane with Peter Parker's because she was around a little bit longer, more than Gwen Stacy. But, you know, Shailene Woodley was going to take over as Peter's new love interest, Mary Jane, in that third Amazing Spider-Man film. Okay. And, you know, obviously when that when that uh, fell apart, when the bridge or when the bridge burned down on that one, Shailene Woodley went off and had a pretty good career of her own, too. She was in a movie called The Descendants with George Clooney, which was depressing but very good. Mm. And she's done some other good projects as well, even though She's probably more known for being Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend, the former or ex-girlfriend, the former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> okay. But um, but so yeah, the point being is that Shailene Woodley was set to be in that third Amazing Spider-Man film too, and then of course it all came tumbling down, and she never played. Mary she Jane. never got to play it, huh? That'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think they couldn't go wrong with either with a movie from either of those two Spider Spider Men. I would I'm like not, to see I, it. I, I will say, you know, I don't mind the Tom Holland Spider Man, but yeah. it's like you say, it's a different generation. Different and, generation, and it's and it's not really it doesn't really connect with me. And I think that's what it is. You know, you have this generation of us, us fans, yeah. <laughs> our age, who yes. who grew up with uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and I think that's yes. why those guys getting older and seeing some of the problems Spider Man would have, just like he did, like you know, Tobey Maguire's like, oh my back, you know, and he's talking right, about, right. you know, in the movie, it, it's just hilarious, you know, because mm-hmm. you're dealing with an older, and then you're dealing with an older audience who now has a lot of issues that they didn't have when they were younger, and it's it's, yeah. it's very very relatable. I think yeah, I think it would be it would be gold, you know, for maybe it wouldn't hit with the younger audience as much, but. I think for the older, it would be a home run. So I, I'd go see him. Yeah, for sure. Why the hey, heck um, let, let's uh, run it. Man, time's going by so fast. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one here. Oh yes, there was another story here from uh, uh, from Screen uh, Rant. Oh yeah, and this one is uh, um, it's it's about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and George Lucas. And this is something that I did not know. Now, you may have known this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not. But I guess apparently um, he actually they they were thinking about with the uh, with the prequel trilogy. 
Um, they yes. wanted to do like a villain type twist here. They're saying in the story where they wanted uh, Darth Maul basically to be General uh, Grievous, right? Mm-hmm. That was what was supposed to happen. There, there's supposed to be a twist, and I guess you know I'm not yes. sure about the pre. I'm not sure about the uh, the lore. The mm-hmm. book lore, the comic book lore, as right. far as how that ties in, if that really ties in or not. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about at least for the movie, for the prequel movies. And I thought that would have been, you know, to be honest, and, and I was going to ask your opinion about this too, because yeah. it didn't happen, yeah. obviously. They decided to go a different way, and those are two different characters. Mm-hmm. But when, I didn't, I don't know much about the the uh, comic book or the book lore of Star Wars. The overall canon. I, the overall canon, thank right, you. Right. I know about yep. the, the movies, and that's it. So yeah. G- General Grievous, I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. And all I know is he's sitting there and he's and he's got you know four arms and he's doing lightsabers all over the place. I think that's yeah. cool. And then they just killed him off. And I'm like, but wait, I didn't hear any of this guy's story. I don't know where he came from. I don't know what he did. I don't yeah. know who he is. I mean, they had a little bit of of exposition or explanation, you know, talking about oh, General Grievous. Okay, who's this guy? I don't know. You yeah. know. So I thought it would be kind of cool if they would have had that tie in with Darth Maul, at least for the fans that mm-hmm. didn't know the canon of it. Right. I don't know if it would have worked, but uh, I kind of thought I'd ask you your opinion because I know you're probably more into the canon. <laughs> of it mm-hmm. could yeah. they have done that okay or would that have caused some major problems in the star wars timeline there and could they have done him better now you know even darth maul was a very good character they mm-hmm. killed him off really mm-hmm. quick yeah. now from what i understand sorry sorry to keep going but real quick no, it's all right from what i understand in the canon mm-hmm. darth maul did he wasn't general grievous but he nope. did kind of, he was kind of an animated character like he basically he did, he did get cut in half but he survived yep. he had android legs or something yes, he did. but he still became a very accomplished uh, uh, fighter sith lord yeah. sith lord yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, general in the army or whatever he was you know yeah. and they had the battles and stuff yeah. um but anyway so what are your thoughts on that Okay. Wow. Okay. So we are, we are, <laughs> so that's a mouthful. I know it it's is. a lot. It's a mouthful and it's hard to contemplate, to be honest with you. But um, first of all, addressing your, your previous query about Maul surviving in canon. Yes, he does. He was, uh, the character was in both the animated shows, Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Okay. And he was in a lot of the graphic novels and some of the subsequent uh, novels that were written, uh, kind of like in between and after uh, the episodes one, two, and three. Mm. And also, for those of you who may not remember, if you saw the movie Solo with Alden Ehrenreich, who played the young Han Solo, and Amelia Clark, who played uh, originally uh, Daenerys Targaryen on Game of Thrones, but in Solo, she was. Han Solo's love interest, uh, Kira. Was she really? I'd have to go back yeah. and watch that. I totally forgot about she that. She was Han Solo's love wow. interest, Kira. And I, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where she has a hollow net projector of a character that she's talking to, and it happens to be Darth Maul. Mm. So not only was Maul brought, not only did Maul survive in Star Wars canon via the novels, graphic novels, and in the animated shows, which are excellent, by the way. But they decided to get ballsy and then put him in a movie. Okay. So yeah, he he does exist there in the canon. As far as this little premise that this article posits, it's it's I don't okay. I don't think it would have worked. Okay. And, and here's why: because at the time Darth Maul came out, at the time we saw Darth Maul in Episode One. Um, he didn't have an origin like Boba Fett. Really yeah. didn't have much of an origin that we knew about. Okay, yeah. His origin, now he was a popular character in episode one because he was mysterious. He was portrayed physically by Ray Park, 
But phone, I'm going to toss you in a lake, I swear. Can you keep <laughs> you? You're interrupting me. Um, so physically, he was portrayed by Ray Park. Vocally, he was portrayed by somebody else. He didn't mm. always talk like this, master. <laughs> but um, so anyway, what I'm getting to is that because we didn't know a lot about his origin and we only found out more about it, Afterwards, in the in the graphic novels and the regular novels and the animated shows, I don't think his character would have been best served in the subsequent movies in episode two and episode three. Again, to bring him back to as bring General him Grievous. Back. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting theory. But then, if they risk, if they brought him back as General Grievous, then they would say, "Okay, well then, why not just re- why not just keep him Darth Maul? Why not keep his name Darth Maul?" And then yeah, where, yeah. where does the notion of General Grievous come? Because I understand why the article made that um, that allegory there, because um, or that illusion, because uh, General Grievous's character was previously a uh, an ancient warrior who was badly scarred in in uh, in battle, and that's why he has the robotic implants and the robotic arms and everything like that. So from uh, from a, a character description standpoint, I can see why they would want to slide Maul into being General into Grievous. Yeah. I, I think it would just would have been a way to, like we said, you know, for, for people who didn't know the canon necessarily, it would have mm-hmm. been a way. Because in a movie, you have a very short, we've talked about this before, very yes. short and limited <clears throat> time yes. to tell a story. And when yep. there's all this huge canon, you can't have, that's why they sometimes they'll combine characters yeah. or they just don't have characters in there because they just right. can't put them in. They don't have enough time. Right. But and, um, and not only that, but the animated shows that Darth Maul was in, Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Clone Wars came out in between episode two in episode three and then rebels came out i think shortly before episode three came out and then after episode three came out so they would have had to go all the way back and kind of fill in an origin story that was already being told in the animated in the animated shows anyway okay and so they risked possibly botching the origin of darth maul in the live movies versus what was already being told in the animated shows. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. It's too bad because, yeah, so just watching it from the, uh, I'll call it from the outside yeah. of yeah. the canon, you know, uh, those were some real cool characters, but you didn't really get to see, for me, I didn't see their origin. And I'm not a guy myself, you know, I'm, I'm not a person to go back and, and oh, I'm going to go watch Rebels or I'm going to go hunt them down like these characters. And, you know, I'm like, okay, these are cool characters, but, yeah, I'm moving on. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the kind of fan to really dive into that. You know? Yeah, right, right, right. Um, it didn't spark my interest enough to do that. So, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, when I saw the story, I thought, man, that would that might have been kind of cool if that was the case. You know, because they seem mm-hmm. like they. I, like like I said, you know the character they introduced uh, Grievous, but they really took him out fast. Darth they Maul, did. same thing. I mean, he was in a lot of the movie in in the first one, episode one, but yet you know, I mean, he was gone too, <laughs> right? He I was, yeah. You know, um, and I, I still, I still, it's a little shady. I'm, I was, I was a little surprised Kenobi could take him out, but uh, hey, okay. Kenobi's a powerful Jedi. He just went tepping yaki <laughs> on Darth Maul, man, and said, so, you know, and cut him off at the waist. Oh literally. my gosh! Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but, and, and for the guy, to, and it's funny in the canon. That's what I was kind of laughing about that to find out that he survives. I'm like, are you kidding me? The guy's cut in half. But I guess yeah. if you're cut in half, and, and if he's if they slice you to where you're not bleeding, right? It's a hot yep. lightsaber, so you're, it's it cauterizes the, the wounds, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you you might survive. I don't know. And not only that, but Darth Maul was so strong in the dark side of the force that he was actually able to just kind of like keep, keep himself, himself alive. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, also, General Grievous is also a precursor to Darth Vader, right? In other words, they use the technology that was kind of was that yes. in the canon where they use the technology for. 
Um, it wasn't necessarily foreshadowing Darth Vader's technology or okay. his his suit or his physical appearance or anything like that. But I think General Grievous was more or less kind of a poor man's comparison to Darth Vader in that, yeah, he he had the 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 raspy breathing sounds and he was more mechanic more machine than man. It, it kind of showed that that they were at least you know they were going in in this direction that when it yep. happened to Darth Vader, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but I mean yep. it's just when it happened to Darth Vader. You know, kind of played out that okay. Well, yes, in the universe, in the canon, it, it they yeah. do other characters this way too. So yeah, yeah. So so yeah. yeah. I mean, a little bit of a precursor to Darth Vader there. Yeah, yeah. So oh hey wow, that's our cue. That is crazy. I mean, that I thought we were gonna get to a lot more topics, but man, we had a lot to say just on those. Right? I did too. I guess the force was with us too much there. <laughs> The force and the and the and spider webs, you right? Know? That's yeah, right. Crazy. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. Please always give us a review, subscribe to the show, and we really do. Let me say, we really do appreciate you guys listening. Yes, very much. Uh, we enjoy uh, geeking out in front of all of you. Tell your friends about us. Tell your neighbors. Until next time, see you on the flip side, everyone. All right, take care. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.